0: Okay. This is a Shir on the twentieth volume of Likutei the portion of Chayesara, the first Sikha. In this parsha, the Torah tells us the total. The name of the parsha actually is Chayesara. Chayesara means the lifetime of Sodom. So it's this parsha where the where the Torah gives us the Sachakel, the total of the years of Sodom and also tells us the total of the years of Avraham and Ishmael So in the beginning of the Sedra, it says, The days of Sera were 100 years and 20 years and seven years. And then it says in the end of this week's parsha, it says, these were the days of Avraham. Avraham lived a hundred years and 70 years and five years. And these were the and then it continues it says these were the lifetime of Ishmael Yishmael, the son son of Avram was a hundred years 30 years and seven years so if you notice that in all of these instances it didn't just say 127 years it specified 127 and so it was with all of them so we find in this a wondrous thing so in Rashi even though by all of these three things um whenever the these three people like Sarah and avram and ishmal when their the, the amount of their years is counted out the exact same language is used to describe it it's 100 years and then the tens of years and then the individual years and by each one it says years 100 years rather than just saying 127 it says 100 years 20 years 7 years and rashi though doesn't address each of those um uh, uh, listing of ages, Equival- uh, uh, equally, there's a difference in the way he approaches each one of them. When it comes to Sarah, Rashi says the reason it says the word shana, the word year, after each number, after hundred, then after 20, and twenty, after twenty, and after seven, is to tell you each one of those numerals has its own derashas to be expounded upon individually. And what does he learn from it? That when she was a hundred, she was as if 20 in terms of sin when somebody uh, becomes 20 that's when they enter into the age of being culpable <laughs> to get punished so really till a person is 20 they're clean they're clean of sin when she was 100 she was as clean as she was when she entered the year of 20 clean of sin and when she was 20 she was as beautiful as she was as when she was 7 there's a certain beauty that comes with with um, with being a child with the youth so she was as beautiful at twenty as she was at seven. Okay, so the hundred years, twenty years, and seven years—each of those times—it says years. It's to tell us that there's, there's, we're equating, we're, we're, we're correlating the different attributes of a hundred to twenty and to seven, and saying that Sarah had all of those. When it comes, however, to Avraham's years, Rashi approaches it a little bit differently. So by Avraham, it also says a hundred years, seventy years. And five years. What does Rashi say? When he was hundred, he was like seventy, and when he was seventy, he was like five years old, without sin. Which means, seemingly, simply reading the Rashi, that not like when we learned by Sadeh, that each of the each of those numerals, hundred, twenty, and seven, is individually expounded upon. And we, therefore, we learned two things, that she didn't have sin and she had beauty. Here, with Avram, there's only one thing that's being learned, the 100 and the 70. And the 5 just tells you that at each of those ages, he was without sin, as he was when he was 5 years old. When yishmal the same way of counting, unusual way of counting, is used also by yishmal 100 years, 30 years, 7 years. But there, Rashi doesn't say anything. Uh, sorry, 100 years, 30, yeah, 30 years and seven years. But Rashi doesn't comment at all. Why does it say the word year, shonad, each of those junctures, no comment. So, it, it would require, in other words, Rashi should treat each of those, if it's an unusual way of describing years, Rashi should address each of them and tackle it in the same way. Give us an expounding, a drosha, each of those in the exact same fashion. So the commentaries of Rashi, there's a long discussion and a back and forth and there's many different attempts at how to answer these differences in the Rashi. So, But first of all, says the Rebbe, in all of those commentaries, there's various difficulties. And there's no one answer that really addresses it, you know, with uh, without leaving unaddressed issues. And the Rebbe says, this is not the place for me to go into all of the answers they give and to point out the difficulties that still remain. But there's a much more generic and general question. And that is, we've spoken a number of times that ever's approach to Rashi is since this thing is absolutely not simple to the extent that each of the commentaries has their own explanation as to why Rashi addresses it differently. so rashi, if Rashi is talking as we know he is to a five year old, why doesn't he say something clear if he if is if after his commentary, All the erudite commentaries have to go back and forth and try and figure out what he meant and why he addressed one of them this way, the other one the other way. How is he speaking to the five-year-old? So we have to say that Rashi has a very clear intention here. And there's no reason for him to give any further clarification. You're supposed to get it just by reading it simply. You're going to see that is going to come with a very simple approach, which will... Once you see it, you say, oh, yeah, that's simple. So paragraph two, the explanation is And the fact that Rashi says by Sola that the reason it's written in this way, specifying the word years after each of the units, 100 years, 20 years, 7 years, is to tell you that each of them is expounded for itself. 100 years, there was something special about the 100 years. That she was like 20 years when it came to... 100 was like 20 when it came to sin, to being free of sin. 20 years? 20 years is special. She was like 20 with beauty, like 7. So each of them is teaching us something. You know what that tells us? From that we're meant to understand automatically and simply that that's the same thing would apply by Avram. There it also says each year after... It says the word year after each unit. And therefore you do need to learn... Each of those words with a certain has a, has a certain meaning. Each one stands alone, and therefore, yes, when we do learn this the, the age of Abraham tells us a hundred, seventy, and five. Each of those is telling us it's a hundred like seventy and seventy like five. Rashi only brought one. He said, a hundred like seventy, like five, no sin. But really, Rashi has already told us, the way you learn these pasuk, He told it to us by by Sola, is a hundred, like twenty, like seven. Same thing will apply by Avram. You're asking, why doesn't he say it? We just have to understand why he doesn't specify it. But that is automatic. If I said it by Sola, the same thing should apply by Avram. Why not? Fascinatingly, fascinatingly, in the footnote, the devil says, if I would not be scared, a, a, this is a way of saying, in a humble way of saying, it's a traditional way of saying, Lule de Mistafina. If I wouldn't be scared to say this, I would suggest, says the Rebbe, that in Rashi, they're originally in the manuscript of Rashi, Rashi did write two stages. She was 100, like 70 for strength, and she was, uh, he was, sorry, 100, like 70. Strong, when he was 100, like he was 70. And will later describe what kind of strength, masculine strength, is referred to here. 100, like 70. And I Rebbe's going to say it has to do with the ability to bear children. And 70, like 5, with regard to being sin-free, like a 5-year-old. Never Rebbe says, really, I would suggest that in the original manuscript of Rashi, there were these two stages, just like by Sarah. But the one who was, um, was was transcribing the manuscript, the olden days, Books were not printed; they were transcribed one from the other. the The original transcription from the original manuscript of Rashi, the guy who was transcribing didn't pick that up, that nuance, and he left a hundred, like seventy, like five without sin. Interesting. The Rebbe suggests that Rashi originally intended to say exactly the same thing as it says by Sarah. But even if it's, even if we don't have it in the printed text, that's not a problem. The I is going to explain why Rashi wrote here differently. So now we understand when Rashi says by Avram. That he was like, he just not didn't say he's 137, 175 years old. He was uh, he was a hundred. Like 70, he means not just he was a hundred, like 70, like five, sin free. He's a hundred like seventy with regard to something. In this case, we'll say with regard to strength, just like he said by and 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 70 like five with regard to being sin free. In other words, what is it? So, what would a hundred like seventy mean? Well, it says it openly in the in the pasuk. What kind of what kind of uh, a comparison we would make for Avram between a hundred and seventy? Because when Hashem told Avram, "You're going to have a son from Sarah," so the pasuk says that Avram said in his heart, "Can a hundred year old give birth?" In other words, Avram had a question: Can a hundred year old man? As my age give birth, as Rashi explains, in the days of Avram, the years had become diminished, and there came a weakness to the world. Because I mean, back then, before the flood, no big deal. People had kids at uh, Noyak was six hundred years old when he had his kids. I mean, or well, five hundred years old, whatever. But uh, there's not a not a problem then. But the world had already become weaker, so Avram was saying they stopped having children at the age of sixty or seventy years old. How am I going to have a kid at a hundred? So what do we see? We see clearly. The pasuk tells us that seventy is still an age of natural childbearing in the time of Avram. So we understand simply: if the pasuk says Avram was seventy like a hundred, it would be saying he was as strong as a hundred, as he was at seventy. In other words, he was able to naturally have children at a hundred. He didn't have the weakness that was that was uh, um, popular that had that had spread through society. They couldn't have children at hundred. He was at 100 as strong as 70. As we see, how old was Abraham when he gave birth to Ishmael In a non-miraculous way, he was 86. So what's the big deal that 14 years later, he was 100 and he was strong as if he was 70, still able to naturally conceive. We also will understand, square brackets here, a little sideline. In the same way, Rashi says, on the verse that says, Abraham said, how can a 100-year-old give birth? He's saying not that it's a question, how can I as a hundred-year-old give birth? But he's saying, is there ha, has has Hashem ever done anything like this to somebody else that at a hundred years he he lets them give birth? Not that Hashem has made me a special miracle that naturally I can't give birth. No, but Hashem has made me a miracle to, that natu- that others don't have, that I can naturally have a child. With Sarah, it was different. She couldn't naturally have a child. But Sarah had said she had stopped having her period like women. In other words, naturally it was impossible for her to have children at that age. And by her there needed to be a miracle, which Hashem says, is anything held back from Hashem? She had to have Yitzchak in a miraculous way. Sarah thought that Abram also can't have children. So she says, so when Sarah laughs, she says, after I've become withered up, can I have a, re-youth, a, a, a regaining of my youth? And my master is old. Can he have children? Yeah. But really, naturally, he could have. If we learn that, if we understand that Abram was at 100, naturally strong, like he was at 70. In other words, the natural ability to give birth we will understand another big question. Why Rashi doesn't explain to us, how did, you know, after Abraham had Yitzchak, and after Sarah passed away, it says that Abraham got married again. He got married to Keturah, which was Hagar who got married to him again. And he has children after Yitzchak's birth. 40 years after Yitzchak's birth. Rashi doesn't say anything. He doesn't say it was a miracle. Not miracle. Why doesn't he say anything? Because we already understand when, Ash, when we, at the end of the Parsha says, that he passed away at 175. And Rashi says at age 100, he was just like 70. In other words, All of his years, he didn't have the weakness that's usually associated with a man aging. In other words, there's no issue. He didn't have an aged masculinity. He still had the ability to have children. So he was able to have children 40 years after uh, Yitzhak was 140. He could still father children from Keturah, from his, which we say was Hogar, who came back to him. She hadn't married anybody in the interim. Because just like, so it's not just 100, like 70, like 5. In other words, when we say at 100 he was like 70 for strength, and at 70 he was like 5 without sin, it doesn't mean that after 70 he wasn't like 5. It's telling us about the totality of his life, that is the whole life he was strong and he was sin-free. Like when he was 70 and when he had strength, like when he was 5, sin-free. And that applies to his whole life, which means it's not an issue. If we learn this way, that Rashi really understands that the 100 years, 70 years, 5 years is also telling us both points that he had strength, and he had, and he and he had freedom from sin. We now understand why Rashi doesn't have to explain to us how he has children at 140 years after the 140, as we said, his whole life he was strong and and sin free. This is to us by the pasuk. Such a such a a, a, a genius answer that he gives, because what we, you ask, why doesn't Rashi say the same thing about Avram like he does by Sarah? And Rashi the Rebbe says he does. You just have to read it right. He was 100, like 70, for strength. And 70, like 5, for being free of sin. Just like he says by Sarah. She was 100, like 20, for being free of sin. And 20, like 7, being beauty. In other words, there's there's a two-stage thing here. Each of those units is learned separately. And by Avraham also. So all the other commentaries didn't pick this up. The Rebbe says. The Rebbe came and said in, uh, this is a Sikha from 1980. Yeah? Or 1979? Yes, this is the way it is. Paragraph 3. Well, we understand this different and between Abram and Sarah, that Abram could naturally have children. Only Sarah couldn't. We'll understand something else. A difference in the way Rashi explains. On the Pasuk that says Sarah was able to the big joy of the when Yitzchak was born was heinikah banim sarah. Sarah gave birth, gave, birth um, uh, fed nursed other children Rashi explains on the day of the big feast of celebrating Abram's uh, Yitzchak's birth many of the notables many of the, the big shot ladies of the time the Haisos brought their children with them and she nursed their children because they said people were saying Sarah didn't give birth she picked up an adopted kid Picked up somebody from the market. It's not her child. Couldn't be. Now, that's what Rashi says, why there had to be the miracle that Sarah gave all the other kids to eat. When it says about Avraham, in the beginning of next week's parsha, it says Avraham gave birth to Yitzchak. What does Rashi say? That Avraham looked exactly, Yitzchak looked exactly like Avraham. Why? Because leitzone Ader, the scoffers, the cynics of the generation were saying, Sarah didn't get pregnant from Abraham; she got pregnant from Avimelech. So, what did Hashem do? Hashem made the facial features of Yitzchak look exactly like Avram. Everybody said, "Oh no, we understand." Avram gave birth to Yitzchak. So, we have to understand why is it? Did you notice the nuance here? When it came to Sarah, we said that the notables, the high so ladies, were saying, "Ugh, she just picked some a kid up from the streets, not hers." When it comes to to, to Avram giving birth to Yitzchak. We don't speak about the high souls, about the notables, about the big shot ladies. We say the cynics. Why the difference? Why are this only the cynics there saying that Yitzchak was born from Abimelech? What about Why by Sarah's, the doubt aspersions cast on Sarah were from the high society. The aspersions cast on Abraham's ability all of a sudden are from the, only the cynics, the, the lowlifes. Why that? Says that Rebbe. Also we have to understand another thing. The fact that Sarah gave nurse to other children that only shows that Sarah gave birth and it's not an adopted child. It's obviously, it's because it's, the milk comes after birth as a replenishment, as, as as a nutrition for the child that was just born. But that's not a sign that it's Abraham's child. So why didn't also these high soul ladies, these uh, these uh, notables, these these big shot ladies say, oh, and in general, it's not from your husband. It's from Abimelech the king. Your husband's 100 years old couldn't be from him in other words even if she's able to nurse so we know she gave birth but still a hundred years not from your husband and a bigger question in the Gemara it says these two things come in one succession it says that Sarah gave the other children nursed the other children because there were people of the nations of the world who were creating a false narrative and saying she picked somebody up in the marketplace not her child and Avraham Avinu called all the high society, and he said, "Bring your wives with you." Sarah, Sarah invited all the wives. Sarah gave them, nursed them, but they were still, they were still melaninim. They were still uh, uh, um, saying, um, they were still trying to create a rumor and saying, "Huh, Sarah gives birth at at ninety, and you think Avram can give birth at 100? In other words, there's an equal question on both of them. It seems so. That's why Hashem, the Gemara says the word merges these both things about Sarah that they said that she just picked somebody up and that's why she had to nurse the other children and about Avram Hashem made his face like Yitzchak Yitzchak's face exactly like him so it seems to be tied together yet Rashi brings the cynics are asking about Avram and the high society is asking about Sarah why the difference but now we'll understand The, 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 the high society ladies didn't have a question about Avram they knew Avram was youthful their question was only about Sarah they knew that Sarah is no longer, no longer has her youthfulness to be able to have children. She can't have children. They about Avram. They didn't have a question. They saw that at eighty-six he had Yisrael. They understood that Avram's abilities, Avram's strength as a man was still there. They didn't have a question. The understanders, the discerning people in society, had no question about Avram's ability. He had a kid at 86. Obviously, this guy is not a big deal. He has it 100, no big deal. There, The people in the know didn't have a question about Avram, But what did? What were they saying? Only the cynics came and cast aspersions about Avram giving birth to Yitzchak. <laughs> he didn't have kids with Sarah all the time, and now Sarah goes to Abimelech. It must be from Abimelech, not from him. But that wasn't a real, anybody who was a little bit educated, that wasn't something to be said. When it came to Sarah, with Sarah, she indeed, if you were educated, if you if you knew Sarah up close, you knew she wasn't able to have children. She was past the stage naturally where she could be could, could conceive a child. So that's why that was the high society people also said, it's not hers. She had to come and feed their kids. However, we understand that Hashem did a miracle for Yitzchak and Avram. The Yitzchak looked like Avram because Hashem, even the cynics, even though it wasn't coming from a... From a, a, a the knowledgeable people weren't saying it, but still Hashem wanted that even the cynics of the generation should not be able to say this uh, This kind of um, they shouldn't be able to spread um, what is it called? Um, uh, um, when somebody says something false, it's um, you can take him to court. Gossip! Not gossip. You can take him to court. It's worse than gossip. For um, um, libel. Liable. There's another word. Slander. 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 Liable. Slander. libelous slander, slander. yeah. So so even, even from those slanderers, Hashem wanted, there shouldn't be any talk. And Yitzchak, to copy-paste Avram. Paragraph 4. So the reason, but what about Ishmal? Remember we asked that also by Ishmal, it says year, 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 100 years, 30 years, 7 years. Why by Yishmal doesn't Rashi say anything? So the Rebbe, so the Rebbe says here, very simple. What Rashi told us about Sarah is going to apply to Ishmal also. Those when it says 100 years, 30 years, 7 years, there's, Rashi doesn't have to say it because he already told us there's going to be something to be learned here. What is there to be learned here? So he says the reason why Rashi doesn't explain explicitly what it means by Yishmol, the singling out of the years, the 100 years and the 30 years. And the 7 years, even though obviously we have to learn that way because it does say year, 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 100 years, 30 years, 7 years, is because we understand it by ourselves already at this stage, As Rashi. Rashi is already explained by no, thank you. Somebody, no. somebody has to mute, please. <clears throat> by Avram, it says that um, that he was 100, right? Um, in other words, the same way we learned by Avram, he was strong at 100, like he was strong at 70, and sin-free at 70, like he was at 5, same thing by Ishmael. Ishmael was strong at 100, like he was strong at 30. 30 with all his strength and he was sin free at 30 like it was at 7 one second he was sin free at 30 we know he was a gangster no we know that he did teshuvah at some stage at the at the at, the, at the, we know that it's told to us for sure that it's Yitz- ishmael did and he participated in the burial of 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 yitzhak so um in the burial of sorry of his father Avram. But this Pasek would be telling us that at the age 30 already, he had done Shuba. He was sin-free at 30 like it was at 7. According to this, we have to understand, though, uh, the Rashi on the spot, because it says that these are the years of Yishmael. The Rashi says, why were the years of Yishmael mentioned? In order to allow us, through the years of Yishmael, to know the historical number of years and to know how old Yaakov is. Like Rashi explains, because when you count Ishmael's years, you know, you figure out that Yaakov must have been 14 years before he got to love. And after he left his father, running away from Esau, before he got to love, and there's 14 years missing. Those 14 years, we understand, he went and studied in the house of Aver, in the base medrash of the great-great-grandson of, uh, of Noah. In other words, Rashi has told us, why is Ishmael's age indicated in the Torah? Not because he wants to tell us his age but just because he wants to give us the historical um, context so we can keep a running linear um, um, count of the years so that we will know how old Yaakov was when he got to Lavan, what happened. And, and we have the knowledge that there was a 14-year gap between leaving, running away from Esau, and coming to the house of Love. So if so... um so, I don't get how we get from Ishmael to Yaakov. Yeah, uh, yeah. Go, go look in that Rashi there. This, that's not. Uh, I didn't look it up just now, but Rashi g- ex- explains exactly how it gives us the the running. Uh, it, it it gives us. It's the place where we we have a clear delineation of the historical, uh, of of the um, chronological order of events, and, and we're able to relate it and, and, and understand what what's going on in Avraham's family through what's happening in Yitzchak and Yaakov through what whatever but uh, uh, sorry I, I didn't look that up right now. But, Rabbi a quick question. <laughs> well we don't under- yeah can you explain the 20 years I, I thought your sin sin you're not you can't commit a sin until you're like a bar or bat mitzvah oh, I've so never there's, heard there's, that by 20 st- st- 20- yeah there's two stages. There's a stage of bar and bat mitzvah where you, where you are responsible for your deeds and then there's the age of 20, you are still not liable for punishment. In other words, to be able to be punished in the base, then you need it to be with the maturity level of 20. So there's there's a kind of a uh, a period between 13 and 20 where there's where one is cannot be as 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 responsible or as punishable. So that's used. 20 is therefore used as an age where you come into full responsibility. Um, got it thank you discussion into itself but that, that's where the age of 20 comes in so now but again if Rashi has just told us the reason why Ishmael's age isn't at all mentioned he gave us a reason he said it's in order to keep track of the chronology of, the, of, of, of the, what's going on in the Torah but Rashi doesn't say anything about why it doesn't if he's already commenting why doesn't he comment it? why it says 100 years 30 years 7 years which Leads us to say that there's no question, Rashi doesn't even have the question why it says year, year, year. We all know why it says each time year. Because just like by Yitzchak and Yishma, just like by Sarah and Abram, we already know how this works. 100 like 30 for, for, for Kayach, he doesn't have to spell it out. And 30 like, like 5 for sinfulness, sinlessness. The only thing we want to know is why the years of Ishmael are counted at all. We know that the Torah only counts, the five-year-old already knows that we only give the amount of years of the earlier generations when it's relevant. Um, even when it comes, even when we're talking about um, it only said, tells us things that are relevant, not just stam history. Why do we have to know how old Yishmael is? So Rashi says... We need to know how old Ishmael is because it gives us context for Yaakov. But then, according to this, we understand that also the addition, when it does spell out Ishmael's age, even though it's there for something secondary, it's there for something else. But once it's spelling it out, it does say hundred years, thirty years, seven years, telling us about uh, uh, um, telling us about Yishmael that. Ishmal also had that kind of thing. 100 with strength like when he was 30 and 30 with no sin like when he was 7. But that's not the reason why he brings the whole Ishmal talk. Um, it's only really to tell us the greatness of Yaakov. In other words, the fact that the Torah hints at Ishmal's virtues is in order to give us context for Yaakov's greatness. Ah... And the ever takes a jump, a leap here and says, it's trying to tell us Yaakov's greatness. And it's going to tell us Yaakov's greatness. So it could have just said 137. Why did it say 100 years, 30 years, 7 years? Because it wants to tell us Yaakov's greatness and also attribute that concept of year, year, year to Yaakov. And to tell us that Yaakov's, Yaakov's years word as the way Lashon and Rashi use e to give pedigree to Yaakov. Once a Yaakov how do you give pedigree? How do you give importance to Yaakov? By contrasting that like Yaakov is on a different level. So when he's bringing in Yishmael to give us chronology. He spells out year, 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 which seems to be giving some kind of credence to Yishmael but it's really all for the purpose to build up the case, to build up the reputation, to build up the the, the uh, pedigree so to speak, the Yichos, the greatness of Yaakov. So now that I was going to explain how do we um, how do we come to the um, greatness of Yaakov from analyzing about Yishmol. But just up, up to this point, here it gets a little bit technical, but up to this point, basically we had a genius answer. You ask, why doesn't Rashi comment on the other places? If Rashi said that when it says 100 years, 20 years, 7 years, there's a message there, why doesn't he Apply the same message to the years of Avram, which are listed the same way. The years of Ishmael, which list listed the same way. The Rebbe says he does. But with, with with Avram, he didn't have to spell it out as much. He said a hundred, like 70, and we're meant to understand. For Koyach, the Rebbe says maybe he did say that in the original Rashi. Could be. The Rebbe said, I haven't found it in any manuscript that we have. But I would say, so that if I wasn't scared to say something so so innovative, I would say that. Uh, Perhaps as Chassidim, we can say, yeah, the Rebbe said, I would say that. We can, uh, you know, we could say that, yeah, that's the way it was. That's what Rashi intended. Certainly, the Rebbe says, that's what Rashi intended. A hundred, like 70, with koyach. And the Rebbe gives us a beautiful window here to tell us that Avraham's koyach at a hundred was like 70. And 70, we know that at 70, in those years of Avraham, everybody could have children. But Avraham, for him, his whole life continued. And that's why later on, after 140, He's able to have father children from Keturah, from Hagar and that's not a big deal. Rashi doesn't have to explain the miracle, right? And with this, we understand that Sarah's miracle was a real miracle. Avram was a miracle that he had a child from Sarah, but for him, it was a natural yeah. gift that Hashem gave him to keep his strength. With Yishmael, the same message will apply, but Rashi doesn't have to explain it. Already twice he said that we go 100 like 30 like 7. So we know 100 strong, and 100 like 30, 30 without sin like 7, which just gives us an insight into the fact that at 30, that's already what he did to Shubbam. But really, Yishmael's yes. information is really to tell us greatness of Yaakov, and that's where the Rebbe is going to go now. Paragraph five: the explanation of this, the difference between Ishmael When he was a hundred, Um at a hundred, Yishmael was already about to teshuvah. Like Rashi says, that Yishmael did teshuvah in the day, in the in the years of Abraham. and Yishmael was was. 89 years old when Avram passed away, right? Because if Avram was 86 when Yishmael was born, Avram was 175 when he passed away. So we have 89. Yishmael was 89 when Avram passed away. We know he participated in the burial of Avram, so we know he was by hundred already. He was about teshuvah, and that's what Rashi says. Without notwithstanding the fact that he was about teshuvah, and it says about his death va'yigva. That he expired. The language that he uses for tzaddikim—that means Yishma left the world as a righteous person. But this can't be compared. This Yaakov is far more miyuchas is far more pedigree. This can't be compared to the greatness of Yaakov, because the 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 the, the virtue of thirty years old is um, okay. So first of all, Yaakov's uh, greatness is greater. Now, when we talk about thirty for koyach. We talk about the, the the virtue of thirty. Thirty is before weakness of being sixty and seventy sets in. We talk about thirty as being the years of 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 of, of koyach, right? The Mishnah says when you're thirty, that's when you have strength. As we see, a five year old also sees literally that when he sees people at the age of thirty, that's when their strength is 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 at its peak. Yishmael, who was a person upon whom it says that his hand went everywhere, he was he was a He was a thief. He had his hand in all things. So we understand that at 30 he was strong. Nonetheless, even when we talk about him being strong, Yaakov was much stronger. As it says about Yaakov, that he rolled the stone from the mouth of the of the beer, from the mouth of the of the the well. Single-handedly. And it says, Rashi brings there, it's just like he was taking off the cork from on top of a jug to teach us that he was very, very strong, even though he was 77 years old already at the time. So we're saying, even when we talk about the strength of Yishmael at 30, Yaakov was much greater. Now, the 7 years old, what we say that at 7 years old, with being sin-free, so we could think that maybe about this, you can't differentiate between the sin-freeness of Yishmael and the sin-freeness of Yaakov. I mean they were small. What's the difference? If you're small without sin, you seem you should be the same level. If, if, if you're under the age of responsibility and you're sin free, so you're sin free. What's the difference if you're Ishmael or Yaakov? So the Torah says, No, that Ishmael's sin freeness is not comparable to Yaakov's sin freeness, because the actual existence of Yaqob is a different existence than Ishmael. Ishmael is the son of the maidservant, and therefore. In whatever detail you're talking about in Yishmael's life, Yaakov is a totally different level. He's higher than Yishmael. He comes from the blessed wife. He comes from Sarah. And that's why the years of Yishmael were not mentioned for themselves alone. Even when we're pointing out the advantages, the virtues of Yishmael, that he was hundred, strong at 100, like 30, sinful, sin-free at 30, like 7, even so, it's only to tell us that Yaakov's advantages of Koyach and of sinfreness were much higher. I, I must I must admit that this last paragraph, I'm not 100% so uh, wasn't uh, I haven't wrapped my head around it. Uh, not to say that the other part of the sikh I did, but I'm saying I understand it less than the other part of the sikh, but I've paraphrased it. So I will now Do you have any time now? Okay, uh,